Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey, where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. What if I told you that a lot of the pain and difficulty and adversity you're experiencing is simply God aligning your now so you can be prepared for your tomorrow? Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get On Course. What's going on, family? It's your man Gerard Bonner of Bonnerfied Radio, and this is On Course with Heart Ramsey. We call these sessions Heart to Heart. You know, these are these conversations where we kind of pick the brain of Pastor Heart Ramsey. It's a great brain. We learn a whole lot of wonderful <laughs> things. Pastor Heart, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, man. A great brain. I like that. <laughs> it's the truth. It's Man, listen, if we started talking about all the things we've learned from your brain, man, look, we'd be here all day. It's fantastic. So you're fresh off the heels of vacation. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I want to start talking about that because, you know, it's a rarity in church life that we hear people talk about vacation, rest, and those types of things. Let's talk a bit about uh, the value of vacation and rest. Yeah. Well, you know, first of all, uh, the Bible says if the axe is dull, sharpen it. Mm. There's wisdom in sharpening it. Uh, it's it's just crazy to try to do the same work with a dull axe. Wow! And it's and um uh, in the book of Ecclesiastes, Solomon says that if you, um, uh, matter of fact, he says one of the blessings of labor is the reward of it. Mm. You eat, drink, be merry, enjoy the fruit of your labor. That's part of the blessing of God. The blessing of God is not just having a great job or a great income, or even having a job or income. The blessing is to be able to to enjoy it. Right. So a lot of people do ministry, they do work, just going to a nine to five and they work all the time and they pay bills and they, they, they give in church, but they never enjoy any of it for themselves. Right. Um, the concept of paying yourself first includes taking a break sometimes. Mm. You know, so, uh, and f- I have to be honest with you, man, I, I'm guilty because I was running on fumes for the last uh, several months, hadn't taken a vacation in, in a year. Mm. And people think that uh, because you travel, you're on vacation. But uh, if you're traveling to work, if you're traveling to minister, if you're traveling to, to do something that's business related, that is not considered a vacation. At all. Right. And there's no such thing as a staycation. Oh, yeah. No. If you're staying, the, 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 listen, the operative term in vacation is vacate. Right. Oh. Yeah, you get out of there because because it's not just the work you're doing because it's not. Listen, uh, for me, most of my um, stress is not physical. Hmm. It's the mental burnout that you experience from dealing with people's um, counseling, people's issues and sure. dealing with people's situations. Sure. Um, that's heavy. Yeah, it's em- it's emotional. It's it's uh, mental. And if you're not careful, it will it will burn you out in ways that you don't know how to recover from. Wow. Wow. You see? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really true. And this and I wanted to talk about this because and you started already nailing some things that I wanted to talk about. One of those things is this idea of how we often don't give ourselves permission to take a break. 
right. and, and the other side of that is often church life um, does not give us the permission to take a break. What? Why do you think that is that uh, church life nor our own selves gives ourselves permission to take this break? Well, the purpose of that, I'm going to tell you, first of all, uh, I, I'll say this as an immature pastor, especially in a smaller church, um, when people are not there, the empty seats um, really, really distress you. And, and if you don't know how to manage the concept of, of ministering to a congregation uh, where there are some empty seats, um, you you kind of put a burden on the people to be there every time the door opens. Mm-hmm. But man, the worst thing, especially those who serve, because normally in a church, Gerard, you have 20% of the people doing 80% of the work. Right, right. And what we tend to do, and it's sad, we, we will use the same people over and over again to do everything until we just totally burn them out. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I recently ministered to, to a, a lady um, that wasn't going to church anywhere. And when I asked her what the situation was, she told me that... Um, Church for her was not synonymous with spiritual edification or even worship or the presence of God. It was synonymous with with extreme burnout and work. Wow. Um, She was just tired of church. Church for her was because she was so gifted and uh, multi-talented. So they used every one of her gifts. And the people that did it weren't trying to hurt her. They were just trying to do ministry. Right. So as I matured as a pastor, what I learned was I tell people take time off. Yeah. And what that means is I don't want to see you around the church or in church. That's so rare. <laughs> no, well, let me say this. I'm going to tell you this interesting. Let me tell you for the first time I pastored a church in Germany. This was funny. I pastored a church in Germany. And, and um, for my anniversary week, the, the church members gave me a gift that required me to be out of church on Sunday. Wow. I'll never forget the feeling. I was walking around in Frankfurt, Germany. On a Sunday morning, looking at, at new cars, feeling condemned. Yes, yes. Because I was not in church on a Sunday, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and if the, the, it raises this question. Now, I, I, the Bible says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. That's Hebrews 10, 25. Mm-hmm. And I believe in the church congregating. I believe there's life when we gather. Yes. But if, if you have to be in church to sense the presence of the Lord, something is wrong with your faith. Right. Uh, you should be able to go on vacation, enjoy the Lord there, get refreshed, get restored, um, renew your strength, renew your peace, um, uh, uh, to be delivered from the social strife that sometimes comes with church, mm-hmm. um, release the anxiety to the Lord and take the presence of the Lord with you. Yeah. Take the security of the Lord with you. Take the peace of the Lord with you. You got it? Yeah. One of the first things that the enemy does when he wants to destroy you uh, mentally and, and attack you with anxiety and fear is that he attacks your peace and in, sometimes to do that he attacks your rest. Wow! You, you, it's things like insomnia mm-hmm. and um um uh, even even you go to sleep and you having these crazy dreams. Right. That's a part of the enemy attacking your rest. Wow! And rest is a created rest is a creative force. It is. Yes, it is. Man, that's good. You know, it's it's so funny. I, it's funny that you say that. I remember, I'll never forget this. I had a church experience one time where I was serving in a church and doing a whole lot there and, right. uh, you know, playing and so on and so forth. And so I was planning to connect with um, my brother and another very good friend of mine. And we were going to go to WrestleMania. Now, you know, for me, that's a very big deal, right? <laughs> yes. So, but I... 
because we knew that it was going to require, you know, us as musicians being away, we wanted to let, I wanted to let the pastor know, you know, in plenty of time to make sure everything was covered and that, you know, life would go on while we're away. And so I met with him three months before we were leaving. So like, this is plenty of time. And I told him, you know, hey, looking to go to WrestleMania. This is what we're going to do, blah, blah, blah. And he proceeded to tell me, like, how dare you do this? Like, you you can't tell anybody that you're going to WrestleMania. That's the equivalent of you taking your family on a vacation to the club. What? And I was like, really, though? Like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not that serious sir yeah it's not deep (laughs) now mind you i'd already paid for it so no matter how mad he was i was going but the idea (laughs) that that a pastor would say that had a profound impact on me to the point where you know now when i do my facebook lives i literally intentionally wear wrestling t-shirts because it's what i love but also to debunk this idea that no one would take your ministry seriously if they knew you were involved or you liked wrestling so i want to talk about hobbies and things that we like how important is it for those in the body of christ or period to, to have a hobby or things that you enjoy that are not church related Gerard, I believe they're not hobbies are not church related, but here's what I believe about them. And I think it's going to minister to some people. Mm-hmm. Um, God gives us what I call primary and secondary gifting. Okay. He also instills in a certain, um, uh, propensities. For example, um, you like wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was big into football. I love basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm music, for example, is something I love to do. I've, I've been pastoring for twenty something years, but I still uh, love music. Yes. And 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 the your hobbies are are considered what I call avocations, and what that means is it's it's a it's a legal distraction. Oh, that's good. That's, it's a legal distraction. What God does is that He gives you something else to do that's not considered work, but you're still engaged, and He actually ministers to you and speaks to you, and what I call uh, He fine tunes your creativity while you're doing these things. Wow! You see, um, uh, what people miss is is that we this human experience that we're having um, mandates that we that although uh, we are spirits. And our spiritual life is the most important part of us. That's not all we are. Mm -hmm. And so the Bible talks about different things like enjoyment. God gives us richly all things to enjoy. Enjoyment, um, if you enjoy wrestling, Mm -hmm. then there's a blessing in doing it. If, right. Is it a sin? No, but here's what the church has done, and I'm not—I don't want people to think I'm—we're in this uh, on this podcast bashing the church. But sometimes our mentality and our perceptions gained in church could be erroneous. Right. So, so what the church tends to do? Something, for example, my mother to this day has never set foot in a movie theater. Wow. She's been a Christian all of her adult life, but she'd never do it because the church said going to the movies is a sin. Right. I remember. It's the it's the most insane thing. And so what they do, they turn everything that's not coming to church into a sin to guarantee you're going to be there all the time. Right. <laughs> that's, that's not the will of God. Right. Matter of fact, let me tell you what the devil knows. The devil knows that when you're tired and worn out, you're more likely to error in your decision making. That's true. Okay. That's true. You're more likely to lose your temper. Okay. Mm-hmm. You become extreme in your responses to life challenges. Mm-hmm. 
um, you're more likely to become discouraged. Right. You're more likely to get hurt on a job because of your dull awareness. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're more likely or more susceptible to physical illness when you when you when you burn out when you're tired. And so, what a hobby is, or, or this, what the hobby does, it gives you something to do to take your mind off of the work. Sometimes you you have to you can't just hold the rope the whole time. You got to let go of the rope. Right. And, and, the, and the sad thing is that many I know a lot of believers, especially, who go to bed holding the rope. They wake up holding the rope, mm -hmm. and when I say holding the rope, I'm, I'm 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 referring to the rope of of your of your labor. You always you're always grabbing on something like you're in a tug of war. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's good to let, put the rope down right. and do something else. Right, right. And I, and, the, and the thing should be something. Now it has to be something legal. Right. <laughs> Let's be clear. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say that because it saves me making stuff up. Right. <laughs> 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 We're not gonna get anybody in trouble, but that's hilarious. If you talk about like, oh, oh yeah, my hobby's smoking weed. Well, right, you see, see? <laughs> we're not talking about that. I wasn't gonna say it. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, I had a guy. I had a guy told me one time. He said, "This is true." Just recently, uh, within the last couple of years, a, guy, a friend of mine said to me, uh, uh, he, uh, "He said uh, my church is on a fast." And I said, "Yeah, really? What are y'all fasting?" And he says, "Well, we, we're fasting, cussing." And smoking weed and, and drink. I said, wait a minute. Wow. I said, you, you're fasting smoking weed? I said, <laughs> I said, I said, you guys smoke weed? That's different. That's different. Yeah. Well, so you know the saints. Yeah. We, we get creative sometimes. But, <laughs> but, I th but I think it's important. And I think this conversation, you know, there may be those who are looking for some super spiritually deep thing here. But I think... This conversation is important because, like you said, there are practices that we have learned from church that were erroneous. And as a result, it's costing us, you know, some of the things that God intended for us to enjoy. Yeah. Um, like I remember and I may have told this story on here before, but I remember the very first time I went to the movies uh, because I grew up just like that, uh, believing that the movies were sin because that's what we were taught and these other things. And so the very first time I went to a movie, I was in college <laughs> and it was the Lion King. That's what I went to go see. I went and I went to go see with a bunch of Christian friends. Um, and the whole time I'm praying like, Lord, I really don't want to, you know, I don't want to mess up. And oh, my God, I can't believe I'm going to this movie. So, and then I go in there and I'm like, that's it. Like th this, this is what was the sin. Right. And the way my brain worked, I didn't understand why it was that going to the movies were a sin. But three months later, I can rent that same movie and watch it in the privacy of my own home and rewind the stuff I'm probably not supposed to see and slow motion and do. But I could do that in my own home, but it's not right to do it in. It was just weird to me anyway. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but, but those are the kinds of questions that I think people have that need fixing so that they can be free to kind of live this thing out the way that they have. So let's, let's talk about this. How often should people take moments to rest or even take vacation? How regularly should that happen? Well, I think it depends on your job. Okay. Um, it, it depends on, on the stress level of your job and, and what you're really doing. And the reason I say that is because some people can go six months. Right. Um, Others can go a year, but let me tell you what. For for I'll tell you what my uh, mentor taught me years ago, about two decades ago. Mm -hmm. 
is that for a, per a person in a high stress job should take um, a mini vacation uh, quarterly. Quarterly. Oh, wow. A mini vacation, a mini vacation will be like in, in a high stress job will be um, just a work week. Maybe um, you take a, a Monday to Friday off every 90 days wow. and and at least uh, one or two, two week vacations per year. Wow. Now, some people can't afford to do that. And, and they're. Um, the fact that they work for someone would not afford them the opportunity to do that. But if you're in a high stress job, I'm going to tell you why that's important. Because what, what I've noticed is this. Um, people who, who don't take vacations mm -hmm. are, are more vulnerable to mental and emotional breakdowns. Um, uh, they, they're in danger of suffering burnouts. And can you imagine a CEO or a pastor, someone that suffers burnout? Mm. When you suffer burnout, you, you, your, your decision making goes to pot. Right. Right. Um, your assignment becomes a burden instead of a blessing or a benefit. All right. of a sudden, the thing that, that uh, other people wish they could get to do, you, you're, you're complaining because you have to do it. Uh, you get to become, uh, uh, your get to becomes got to. Wow. Um, um, not only that, but uh, when you're really, really tired, you see your family responsibilities as an inconvenience. So even sometimes with the kids, if you have little kids and they come around, you, you're more... Um, prone to be harsh and mean or even um you swat them away because you're so drained right um you take on you become disagreeable and irritable um and and you you actually rob yourself of, of the blessings of life or some people say well i can't afford to take a vacation i think that we our budgets we should really tailor our budgets um to schedule in and and uh set ourselves up to pay for our rest mm. I mean, it's not, you know, your vacation doesn't have to be a flight anywhere. Right. I mean, I just, on this trip, I just decided to go to, uh, I went to Orlando. Mm -hmm. um, um, and, and we, we um, got a, a, a little condo. Uh, it, was, uh, um, it was crazy. It was, it was less expensive than an actual hotel, a resort. Wow. So we got us a condo for a week and, and we just went in there. It was quiet. We um, shut down and we were out. I mean, sleep yeah. for most of the time. The other times, went shopping. Uh, Went to Disney for the first time, which was interesting. That's so cool. That's so cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I think this is why I think you should really schedule your vacations based on what you could afford, right. but also uh, it has to be uh, incrementally. Don't wait till you're tired to schedule a vacation. That, that defeats the purpose. What you yeah. do is if you if you set your vacation, I, I believe you should plan them at the beginning of the year. Okay. Okay. For, uh, for each quarter. Yeah. And then um, have two major ones. And it's good to, to um, center them around maybe a special day, like a birthday anniversary right. um, or, or, or a holiday or something. So that way um, it won't be um, for you something that you overlook or forget or, or say, oops, I forgot to take my vacation. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's a big deal. I, I recommend everyone do it because fatigue. Let me tell you something. Fatigue is a big deal. It is. What, uh, in the Bible, in Revelation 14 and 13, Gerard, the Bible says, that it says, uh, blessed are they that, um, that die in the Lord. I think it says something like they should, they should, uh, they rest from their labor, their work should follow them, something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but the Bible specifically mentions these two words, work and labor. And, and in, the, uh, in the common thinking, we'll think that rest and labor are the same thing, but they're not. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sorry, work, work and labor. Work and labor. Work and labor. So work in the Greek is the word ergon, mm -hmm. 
Um, the word labor is the word copos. Okay. Ergon is what I do to the thing. I'm working on on a, a, a plant, okay. and I, I may be I may be trimming the plant, and you'll see the work of my hand by what happens to the plant. Right. You see, or I may be working for a moving company, and we may have to clear a house. We have to move the furniture from a house. You'll see the work we're doing by how much furniture is gone. But what right. we don't see most times is we see what we do to it, but we don't see what it does, it does to us. us. Yeah. Wow. And the labor is, that's why in the Bible, it all talks about, the, it speaks of the labor of the work of faith, but the labor of love. The labor is what it does to you. Wow. And, and, I, and I preach this so much. I, I keep, I like to repeat this as often as I can because people forget that when whatever you work on is working on you in a positive and negative way. And so what the the rest does, it makes sure that you recover from your labor. Yeah. You take time to rest. You take time to eat and drink and, and, and make merry. You take time to take time to celebrate mm-hmm. the fact that you did accomplish something. Um, celebrate the fact that you do have a job, that you do make money. What about that? Right. <laughs> right. That's important. Look, go to a concert. Go to a game. Go to a wrestling match. Yes. Uh, um, go to a movie. Go to the beach. Do something. And you say, well, I can't afford that. Go to the park, pack a lunch, do something, get away from the norm so that you could come back and see the beauty of what you're involved in and, and, and the, the benefit of having this job. And, and, and maybe while you're out there, ask the Lord to, to give you new ideas or whatever. But we, we can't keep grinding and grinding and think it won't take its toll on us. That's why God gave us a Sabbath day. The initial Sabbath day principle was uh, rest one day in every seven. And that one day was to replenish, it was to worship the Lord, yes. But the Bible says specifically that God rested from his labor. Yeah. Not from his work. Wow. The labor. Oh, wow. Wow. And, and, and you know, God does not need to rest. He'll right. set an example for us. Right. Um, uh, um, so anyway, that's important. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to you have to trust that God is like a person. He's a real person and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Pick up the new release from Stellar Award nominees, Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir, titled True Story, featuring the lead single, It Is So. Pick up the chart-topping release from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, in stores now and available at all digital outlets. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. No, no, that's super important. In my mind, I'm taking notes, and one of those notes, again, is that 
you know, quarterly, you should be taking a vacation if you have a high stress job. Yeah. And again, you know, the mini now this is what's getting me. The mini vacation is a Monday to Friday, which is pretty much a week. Right. And th this is I can tell you right now, my wife is somewhere listening to this jumping for joy. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can guarantee that. I can yeah. guarantee that. But this this is important. So, OK, so for the person who says, you know what, all of that sounds really great, but it's pretty impossible. You know, I'm an entrepreneur or my job doesn't let me do that or I can't afford it. What can people do to recharge themselves if it's quarterly, if it's weekly, what does that look like for a person who, you know, may not be at the stage where they can say, you know what, I'm going to plan my vacation, uh, you know, f for a year or something. What, what can a person do to get to that point? Well, the, there's some things that you can do to be creative. One is uh, on your job. What about your comp time? Um, what, what about taking a day off every so often and be honest with your boss if you, if you work the kind of job where you are a, a high producer, you say to them, um, I need a day, a mental health day. Right. Um, so these are real days. Um, um, some things I can recommend is, is earlier bedtimes. Okay. Uh, some, pe some people say, I'm team no sleep. Then your team die young. Right. Because, because you, <laughs> listen, our team look old. What about that? <laughs> right. I mean, you have, you have to, you, you have got to, um, you, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to be medical about this and talk about how many hours sleep you need. You know your body, but you, but you got to start. I think we should take care of ourselves on a daily basis. When you get off work, I used to have an administrator that would get off work, go right home, change. Go, she had a walk. Her thing was my phone. She said, Pastor, my phone is off mm. from this time to this time. She didn't want to be contacted. She went on a walk. She walked a trail. She prayed. She she sat and read a book. And she did this daily because she worked a high stress job. We were handling crazy business, and, um, legal, all kinds of business. And her thing was I needed these mental health days. Yeah. Um, she just uh, the, after work or sometime maybe you can go in later, maybe uh, um. Uh, when it, what about this also? When you get off work, if you if you're not on call, cut your phone off. That's a good one. I mean, there has to be um, unless you are salaried. Uh, I don't think you should be accessible twenty four seven. Man, that's good. Now, but I'm gonna tell you, don't just. But there's a way to do that now. For example, as 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 an employer, I like I like my people to say, Pastor, hey, I'm really tired. Um, I'm out of the net till whenever mm -hmm. and, and they get off work and they shut their phone off and they say um if it's an emergency or whatever um you know and we have a contingency plan right. but i think we should we don't talk about each other's mental health enough i mean right. not just mental health but physical or replenishing physical restoration we don't talk about these things and it's important that we do yeah. to help each other um live live the, the most fulfilled life and have maximum output. The Bible says that we're going to prosper even as our soul prospered. Right. Your soul is your mind, your will, and and um, your emotions. Wow. And if and if you're not prospering in those three areas, then then you can't prosper anywhere else. Right. Right. You see, this is it's a critical. This is a, this is an important topic, yes. especially as it relates to leaders. Um, that's why a lot of leaders are dying young. They're dropping mm -hmm. dead because they don't rest. Right. You know, um, and, and for those of us who have staff, um, I don't know if you know this about NCC, mm -hmm. but our church, we have a thing called blanket leave. And let me tell you what it is. Um, it used to be once every seven weeks, 
Mm-hmm. I gave my staff seven days off. Wow. I, I mean, we don't do that often anymore. Because, uh, so we schedule it, um, I think, maybe three to four times a year. I don't know exactly how many times now, but we, every but blanket leave is is it's a paid uh, week off where you don't do any you you take care of what you got to take care of. Now, for the most part, you have to have special permission to leave town, like to go out of town. It's not a vacation, mm, right. but it's a time for you to sleep in. It's a time for you to catch up on laundry. What about that? Wow. A time for you to just just veg and sharpen your axe mm-hmm. so we can start because when we come back to work, we can go back to cutting down trees. Right. See how that works? And so I think that's a critical part of uh, of productivity and um and just creativity yeah. as a whole. Yeah, th- this is so good and it's such a necessary conversation because again, I think there are many leaders who, you know, it's almost like our culture has really started celebrating, as you said, team no sleep or, you know, the grind never stops or, you know, all day, every day and and that type of stuff. And and we brag and celebrate that. And we in turn call people who are resting lazy. Um, And I think there is a difference. Now, there are people who are lazy. That's one thing. But I don't think we should be on this thing where you know we're working 24 7 because you're right nothing was designed to to happen 24 7 like no but gerard let me cut you off this is interesting that you said it because i think laziness is resting when you should be working oh man you see relaxation you see relaxation is resting when you should be resting Right. See, and, and this is what people miss. I'm, I'm going to tell you something that's interesting. Um, the word recre- uh, uh, recreation, mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's, 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 it comes from this old word uh, to mean, it means to cre- create a new, to restore, to refresh. But it really means um, it's a refreshment of strength and spirit after work. Recreation is something, it's, it's recreation is something you do after work. But this is interesting. Um, the word hobby is, is uh, um, a synonym of the word recreate. Um, and it's, it's literally a pursuit outside of your regular occupation for the purpose of relaxation. Wow. For the purpose of relaxation. It's, it's designed for, for redirecting um, your attention, for regaining your strength, for restoring your resources, refreshing. Um, matter of fact, this word recognizing, mm-hmm. um, um, the, this word, the word cog um, means to know. Um, and it's it's actually from the Greek word recognisco, um, mm-hmm. which means to become acquainted again, uh, refocusing your energy or your strength. So when re- what recreation is, it's me taking all of my faculties off of the, the my primary responsibility and and having what's called a planned distraction. Wow. I have a planned distraction, and and what, because what we learned about about my humanity is is that these planned distractions. Do two, they do two things. Number one, a planned distraction um, protects me from unplanned distractions. Mm, wow. In other words, uh, so that means uh, uh, and usually an unplanned distraction is Satan attracting me to something that, that will get me in trouble. But when I plan my distraction, it has me in a place um, for purpose, and that's rebuilding strength. Right. It has to, and when I, when I schedule or plan a distraction, to get my attention away from my work and onto replenishing and rebuilding and just having fun and laughing or whatever, or uh, chopping up with friends. Mm-hmm. Then when I come back to my work, I'm refreshed. Right. My strength is is is, is replenished. Um, um, 
so many things I'm restored. Those words are important. My, my passion for my life and for my work are restored. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we have to be careful about that, that, that we spend a lot of time um, refreshing. Not only that, I must say something that's going to blow you away, and, I, mm-hmm. and our wives need to hear this. I believe that at least once a year, Mm-hmm. Couples need to take a vacation from one another. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, now, let me explain that. No, no. Yes. No, let me explain that. No, I, right? there's a funny thing there, but go ahead. Go ahead. Now, let me, the reason I say it because some people say, what, what are you saying? What I'm saying is, you, um, I believe I love to go on vacation with my wife. Yes. But there are times when when she may need a night out with the girl or a weekend trip with the girls. Absolutely. And, and I may need a, 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 a trip with the fellas. Right, right, right. It's it's good for the relationship. Yes. If if now I think what's important is that you that she needs to be with women I trust and I need to be with guys that she trusts. <laughs> right. That's important. That's important. That's important. <laughs> but but it, it's important because um, in anything that you do constantly, constantly, you tend to number one become familiar with it and overlook the benefit of it, and sometimes take it for granted. Yeah. Yeah, and we and that's what we don't want. Um, th- when I take a vacation, I, I get a chance to refocus my vision. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it, it gives me a chance to to relook some things. Every, I mean, I'm not doing my work, but it, it's impossible for me not to think about my work sometimes when I'm relaxing, and I get a chance to see it from a different angle. Right. Like when I went to Disney, man, I, I'll be honest with you, I walked into Disney and I started taking notes on my phone because of the the excellence slapped me in the face. There's Absolutely. So much and I saw so many things, Gerard, that we that I uh, that we as an organization aren't doing. And I said, okay, we could do this, we could do that, we could do that. I, w- I went and visited a friend, a friend's church, mm-hmm. and and sat there, and um, he 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 saw me, and he uh actually acknowledged me, and uh, the people were, were wonderful, gave me a welcome ovation. That was great, yeah. and he asked me, did I want to come say some words? And I said, no. Right, <laughs> you're here to chill. I, I'm not saying, and he told the people, he said, he said, he told me he was on vacation and he, he wanted to be poured into. He didn't want to pour out. Right. And I was very intentional about not pouring out. I, I didn't want to pour out. I want to mm-hmm. hear. And I'll be honest with you. And he preached. A, I, I took three pages of notes. Wow. And people say, you took notes? I sure did. Three pages. Of, it was great preaching. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that. So here's what we're going to do. I want to continue this conversation, but we're going to continue this conversation on our next podcast. So you guys, you have to tune in. You can't just like leave it out there. It's a cliffhanger. So you got to come back and check it out because I want to continue the conversation talking about vacation, talking about Disneyland and talking about this break from our wives. Like, this is going to be a fun conversation, I'm sure. So, guys, don't trip out. It's going to be great. Promise you. So, uh, here's what we do. We want to hear your notes and your thoughts about what you have learned today on today's session because I gained a lot, and I hope you guys did as well. So, you can hit us up on social media using the hashtags uh, on course or heart to heart. That's H-A-R-T, the number two, and then H-E-A-R-T. And then share this podcast with a friend. A lot of you have been doing that. We've been getting some fantastic feedback. So thank you so much. Be sure to share this with friends and loved ones. Of course, you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Google Play. And join us next time as we get on course with Heart Ramsey.